Hello, everybody. Welcome to Thinking Curious, where we unpack abstract ideas that are wrapped up in stories to discover truths that can help us live well and encourage us in our pursuit of purpose. I'm Jessica, your host. For generations, there were engaging stories for children that were recognized as foundational for nurturing an ennobled spirit. One of those stories is A Little Red Hen, originally published in 1874 by Mary Mapes Dodge, as she recalled hearing it from her mother. This familiar story has suffered reinterpretation, and the hen has been criticized as being bossy and selfish for not distributing her bread to the animals who did not work. People are prone to use a personal lens when interpreting people's behavior, art, history, and literature. However, with literature, attempting to identify the author's original theme requires us to put our biases aside and examine information related to the author's historical place in history, their lives, and their work. Mary Elizabeth Mapes was born on January 26, 1831, in New York City. She came into this world less than 30 years after Lewis and Clark's expedition across the North American continent and 30 years before the United States Civil War began. She lived during an era of expansion of the United States, a time that demanded determinism and agency through struggles, recoveries, and inventions. Her parents were academics, her father a scientist, and Mary was educated at home. Family guests who visited her home included William Cullen Bryant, an American poet, journalist, and newspaper editor, and Horace Greeley, an American newspaper editor and publisher, who also served briefly as a New York congressman. It was an environment of literacy, creativity, and energy. When she was 20, she married William Dodge, a lawyer with whom she had two sons. She was widowed, however, at the age of 27. To maintain her independence, Mary Mapes Dodge published her own stories she told to her children. Her first success was a collection of stories published in 1864 called Irvington Stories. That was followed by a story for which she became well-known. Inspired by her reading The Rise and Fall of the Dutch Republic and the History of the Netherlands, Dodge's book Hans Brinker or the Silver Skates, published in 1865, is still available today. The story is about a poor young man in the Netherlands who is determined to get the medical help his ailing father needs. In addition to being an author, Dodge worked as an associate editor with Harriet Beecher Stowe for the magazine Hearth and Home in 1868. In 1873, during an economic recession, she was asked to be the editor of a new subscription magazine for children called St. Nicholas. She attracted many of the best-loved authors of that day as contributors including Mark Twain, Bret Hart, Louisa May Alcott, Robert Louis Stevenson, and Rudyard Kipling. The remarkable success of the magazine was attributed to both her literary and moral standards. She continued working with that magazine in various capacities until her death in 1905. Dodge introduced the readers to The Little Red Hen in the September 1874 printing of St. Nicholas. In her introduction, she wrote, About 25 years ago, 
my mother told me the story of the little red hen. She told it often to me at the time, but I have never heard it since, so I shall try to tell it to you now from memory. By publishing The Little Red Hen, Dodd shared a fable she grew up hearing. Fables are intended to teach a useful truth or moral and typically use animals as the main characters. The Little Red Hen fits that definition. The moral of the fable illustrates that determination and hard work are necessary for success. There is also, I believe, an underlying message or theme. Both a moral and a theme can contribute to the meaning of a story. While a moral offers a concrete lesson, a theme is more abstract. I've chosen to read from a version of The Little Red Hen, told by illustrator Florence White Williams, published in 1918. Her version adds description to the fable that allows young readers to see the story. She expanded the fable to a folktale and gave chicks to the hen without changing the original moral or theme. Here is a condensed portion. The little red hen, her chicks, a cat, a rat, and a pig lived in a farmyard. She spent most of her days busily scratching for worms for herself and her chicks. During the day, the cat would nap lazily. The rat ran here and there as he pleased. The pig lived in the sty without a care apart from eating and growing fat. One day, the hen found a seed. She had never seen one before. She made inquiries as to what it might be. She found out that it was a wheat seed and that if planted, it would grow up and when ripe, it could be made into flour and then into bread. She knew it should be planted, but was so busy hunting for food for herself and her family that she thought she ought not take time to plant it. She asked the pig, the cat, or the rat, Who will plant the seed? Each said, Not I. Well then, said the little red hen, I will. And she did. The little red hen went on with her duties through the long summer days, scratching for worms and feeding her chicks while the pig grew fat and the cat grew fat, and the rat grew fat, and the wheat grew tall and ready for harvest. One day, the little red hen chanced to notice how large the wheat was and that the grain was ripe, so she ran about calling briskly, Who will cut the wheat? The pig, the cat, and the rat all said, Not I. The little red hen said, Well then, I will. And she did. The process of planting the seed, cutting, threshing, and milling the wheat into flour and baking the bread follows the same pattern. The hen recognized the value of the wheat seed. She repeatedly asks, who will do the work? No one was interested in the opportunity to produce food. So she did the work. She worked harder and longer doing strenuous, unfamiliar work that she had never done before. Because the author does not describe the hen as bossy and selfish, we must agree that to think so hampers our ability to appreciate the moral or learn from it. Instead, the hen was curious when she recognized the seed as unfamiliar, teachable when she inquired as to what the wheat was, eager when she learned that the seed would produce the wheat. She was kind to offer the opportunity to those in the barnyard community selfless as she worked diligently to feed her chicks while taking on the additional challenge of producing the bread, and determined to accomplish the work by baking the bread. 
The hen demonstrates the moral of the fable, that effort and determination are fundamental to success. But there is also an abstract principle underlying this story. It's the principle of property ownership. From time to time, humans catch hold of an abstraction. That abstraction is eventually articulated as a principle or source of truth, which serves to encourage human flourishing or warn against failure. Englishman John Locke, who lived between 1632 and 1704, rationally wrestled with the abstract idea of property. He supported his argument that humans have a natural right to property, and he clothed the idea with words, making the abstract more concrete. The Foundation for Economic Education, in their article, John Locke, Natural Rights to Life, Liberty, and Property, states, Locke established that private property is absolutely essential for liberty. Quoting Locke, they continue, Every man has a property in his own person. This nobody has any right to but himself. The labor of his body and the work of his hands, we may say, are properly his. The great and chief end, therefore, of men's uniting into commonwealths and putting themselves under government is the preservation of their property. The article concludes that Locke believed people legitimately turned common property into private property by mixing their labor with it, improving it. He was talking about the basis of ownership. In other words, Locke rationally explains that human beings have a natural right to themselves, including one's thoughts and talents, and the property that results from their work. As this is a natural right of human beings, it is not a right granted by civil law, but is instead meant to inform civil law. Even as children, we had an inner sense that when we put effort into creating something, it naturally became ours, and we could choose to do with it as we saw fit. When we built sandcastles on the beach, constructed a Lego starship, or baked a cake, we were devastated when somebody else came along and demolished or took it because we had a sense of ownership of that castle, that starship, or that cake. People intrinsically understand that their natural right to property is established through the exchange of their labor, resources, talents, or time. Applying this to our story, the hen's effort to produce the bread made the bread her property to do with as she saw fit. She could sell it, creating another exchange, keep it, or give it away. Reading the story with the understanding of our natural right to property, we must deny the criticism that the hen was wicked or greedy because she did not share the bread with the animals who chose not to engage in the work. When the barge yarn animals got a whiff of the freshly baked bread, they all volunteered to help her eat it. Her reply resonates with her assertion of her natural right to the bread. No, you won't, for I'm going to do that myself. And she picked up the bread and ran off with it. The little red hen exchanged much of herself for the resultant bread. She exercised her natural right to herself by exerting her energy, intellect, resources, and time to produce the bread. She then exercised her natural right to the bread without harming anybody. Mary Mapes Dodges, the little red hen, clearly communicates the fable's useful truth that when an opportunity presents itself, determination and effort results in success 
as we exercise our natural right to ourselves and to our property. Living a life marked by learning, expansion, upheavals, recoveries, and innovations, Mary Mapes Dodge became a resilient, determined, industrious single mother who exerted her energy, intellect, resources, skills, and time to provide for her family, much like the little red hen did, knowing as we do that as a child she learned the moral of the little red hen, that success is achieved through determination and effort, we may wonder about the influence that little fable had on the character Dodge embodied as an adult. Thanks to all the story lovers, thinkers, and curious who join me today. Tap the subscribe or follow button to catch our next episode. Join by clicking the Thinking Curious review link below to receive the review in your inbox, updates, and support our work. Each review offers additional content and analysis of the ideas that inspire the podcast.